So you like blew my mind. <laughs> okay, I normally we have a more of like an open, like a, a cold open. That's that's a, a bit more uh, just like we have decided ahead of time. But uh, we were actually going to record today because uh, it's my birthday weekend, and, and Lauren had something planned for me all weekend, and I wasn't to, to do anything after twelve thirty p.m. And we usually record the podcast at one. So the the podcast was off. Like we were going to record. We had some in the backlog and that's totally fine. Um, And then Lauren was basically like, yeah, you can't do anything after 1230. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. So I went to the bathroom. uh, I was pooping. (laughs) And uh, she's like, are you done yet? And I was like, yeah, I'm awesome. And I I came out and she goes, okay. And then she like led me to my office, which is across the hallway uh, from uh, the bathroom in my basement. And I open the door, and Cody is just sitting in my office. Surprise! I, I'm here. So uh, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> like I was, I was shook. Like I was, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever reacted that surprised before because I'm not like a surprised person. You didn't have any hints. Like, did no, I had no idea, okay. and that's probably why I was, I, re- I reacted that way. I was like, "What?" I was trying really hard. Um, so, yeah, well, first, this was Lauren's idea. She organized it, right? Um, and she had mentioned it a while back. Uh, and so as, you know, as this week came and then, you know, we're planning various things and I'm, like, trying not to drop any sort of hints or info. And <laughs> the only time it got weird was um, yesterday when you asked me what I was doing this morning and I said, I have personal business to attend. <laughs> because I couldn't lie. Uh, so it's true. I was driving here and that was personal business. Uh, and yeah, so it's fine. I'm up north, well, it's it's colder, so that part's not fun. But, you know, being here is fun. And yeah, we yeah. can do this together in person again. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh... It was definitely a shot. Well, and Lauren goes, she's like, surprise, like, you can record the podcast in person. And I was like, oh, good. <laughs> We're never set up for that. Well, <laughs> or don't know how to do it because our last in-person podcast is like kind of a blunder in terms of audio. Um, but right now we're recording on Cody's little travel Samson mic. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you got to you gotta talk louder. You got to get into the, you got to get into the, the yellows. All right. If there is, is, oh, we broke it last because i clapped oh okay okay, okay. No, yeah i'm talking louder now i'm going to try to do this yeah well yeah this will be the mic that i bring <laughs> to japan too so this is also a good test run to see how this will uh how this will go for that i don't know if we talked about it enough so like so you're at you're headed to japan uh oh did we not say that we might have mentioned it i don't know if we mentioned timelines or like that mine and lauren's plans to come visit you are a little bit more solidified yeah um okay i'm going to japan um so yeah this has been in some ways three years in the making at this point of of study and uh i've been working through the sister city program uh with des moines and they have a partnership with yamanashi prefecture in japan which is where mount fuji is and uh yeah i through this i was able to get connected with a co-working co-working space and like startup slash incubator so i'm not sure uh if you're familiar with it but a lot of colleges will have some sort of plug with the local startup community 
and they'll have a co-working space where everybody can kind of interact with each other and, and help each other grow and start businesses. So that's where I'll be going in Japan and spending a little bit of time there. And my, my main goals are, uh, first and foremost, uh, stop speaking garbage Japanese to actually see if I can become somewhat, uh, fluent <laughs> something resembling <laughs> well, you say sort of you said like Larry you're gonna you're gonna try to take the uh the uh, what the the oh, Japanese business they're not as Japanese to us yeah so there's two there's two uh proficiency tests I guess you could say the most popular one the most everybody most everybody knows is the JLPT Japanese language proficiency test and there's rankings from one to five five being the easiest and one being the hardest and they will use it either for permanent residency or job applications and that sort of thing. But people don't really know about the BJT, the business Japanese test, because it's a blood job today. <laughs> uh, yeah, we walked into that one. Because <laughs> uh, it actually goes up to a higher level of difficulty than the JLPT does, and it's just specialized. So JLPT is about general fluency, but the business Japanese test is about your your ability to, to conduct business in Japanese, uh, which is what I'm interested in, like, more, more so than just being generally uh, able to speak the language. Well, yesterday we, I was, we were looking on our meeting yesterday. We were looking at uh, the the landscaping market in Japan. Yeah, we well, we found like it was, so we're part of the National Association of Professional Landscapers, which is you know short NALP, and like we found the Japanese version and like. Everything in Japan digitally just sucks. <laughs> and so we're like, I don't think we even have to be like landscaping niche specific in Japan. We could just be home services and and have the same leg up that we have in this niche. Yeah, it's it's hard to describe. Like it's a different culture entirely and they have a different internet culture. So uh we in the US, the internet feels like everything. It's just completely it's pop culture to the extreme. Everybody's involved. Everybody's in some shape or form doing something on social. But, you know, in, in Japan, it's just not as big yet. It's still growing. And they just use it differently. Um, like, mobile is huge. Everybody has phones, of course. But there's there's still a stigma, I guess, associated with the, the coders and the nerds on their desktop computers sort of thing. So, hmm. But who knows? It's you know, it's all judging. They don't look cool like us. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think like there, there's this episode that we wanted to cover uh, because we've been seeing it a lot in the online forums. And when I say online forums, I mean Facebook. <laughs> like everybody wants to be part of a mastermind, like some kind of group. And I know this sounds kind of weird because I'm I'm the uh, I'm an I'm an admin of. Uh, the Google SEO mastermind group, but if the group has mastermind, <laughs> the group has, the name. has mastermind in it, but it's not a mastermind. It, it is just like, I, I need to talk to Scattered about it. Cause I also feel like it's just kind of like almost like an SEO thing. Like everyone's like searching for that or something. And then they get in there and it's more of like, it, it's, it's an actual a group full of people who, who are asking the right questions and are asking like legitimate questions versus, uh, I don't know how to get clients. I need to join a mastermind and pay a thousand dollars a month to to learn how to do that. And it's kind of grinded. It's grinded our gears. We talked about this in a, a couple episodes ago, or maybe last episode. But uh, 
it's 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 weird because we we feel like we kind of have a leg up on the competition uh, in our industry because Cody and I actually came from a big agency that had a lot of these like practices and systems in place and so we got to see firsthand why some of these things exist but at the same time also see where they they faulted on things where it could have been better so when we started our agency we knew exactly where we wanted to take it and what we wanted to prevent but we've also learned things along the way as well but you know um i, I think cody and i both have this knack of figuring out or or seeing problems in the future if we extrapolate a, um, a very minor issue and one of those issues right now that i've kind of brought up is uh we don't we don't line item out our uh ad spend with our management fee and in and, and our invoices so stripe can't tell the difference between a cost of goods sold and an actual profit line item and uh we need to do that because uh eventually we're going to get big enough to where it it's gonna matter looking at our cost of goods sold uh, line items in stripe versus our profit especially with uh, a new way that we where we want to do our finances coming in um yeah and uh and then eventually codifying them for accounting purposes but just very small minor things that when you start to get to that bigger bigger place it's it's good you did it back then versus waiting until you know you're a half a million dollar company and or a million dollar company plus and a structural change is just absolutely chaotic so jake i you're gonna have to educate me a little bit here because i my knowledge of masterminds is uh i think it's a if you say mastermind i think of the it's not disney what is it dreamworks movie what? Oh, Megamind. Megamind. That's, <laughs> my, that's that's what I think. I really don't understand what's happening here. Okay, very strange concept to me. And uh, uh, Okay, so I don't really understand masterminds either, but uh, here's what I've picked up from it. Uh, it's basically a group that you pay to be in. So, like, I would almost, I would almost argue, like, Andrew Tate's Hustlers University is a mastermind because it's just a Discord channel you pay to be in. But usually it's like there's like some kind of some kind of influencer is like the head of the mastermind and they put this group together where you pay to be in and they limit it, uh, which the, and they don't typically limit it. They just they just say, like, this is our limit and anybody who's willing to pay, you know, their exorbitant price gets in. Um, and usually I don't know, like, it's just. I don't, first, I don't know who the target demographic is because I I already feel like cause the, the price of these masterminds are usually like a thousand plus, like $1,000, $2,000 and up. And I've always been under the assumption that if you're, if you're in a position to where you can afford that as an expense, you're probably smarter than what they're preaching in the mastermind. I just, I don't understand. Okay. So here's what I'm getting out of this. And if we stop being nerds in our parents' basements, and we actually went outside into the, the real world where people don't call things masterminds. Cause that's weird. <laughs> we, we actually went to normal business life because that's why I haven't heard this stuff. That's why it's weird to me is because this just seems like something, it seems Dungeons and Dragonsy, honestly, like that. Yeah. That's my feeling on it. It's a, it's a, exclusive professional network 
that you can share ideas and work together with that you pay to have access to. Uh, yeah, it's almost like, uh, it, it almost kind of says like a chamber of commerce. Okay. But like more expensive. Okay. I'll start with the, what I, what is it? I'm going to do the Iron Man argument. I'm going to do the pros that I could see of this and why I think it could be good. So I can yeah. argue against myself and how I truly feel. Yeah, I feel like I've already expressed my uh, ignorance to the audience because I feel like half of our audience is, is like is part of one or like has been part of one in the past. Okay, so uh, if if I this is hard. Okay, that's what she said. <laughs> if I wanted to be in a small community of people that could help me grow my business avoid making decisions or I mean not decisions avoid making mistakes by making smart decisions before things could become mistakes due to advice shared in a mastermind I could see why that would be cool and beneficial uh that's good that's good and I guess that makes sense why people would do that and there's also the having a paywall and having some sort of exclusivity keeps out the the tire kickers, the lower quality stuff, and makes sure that people are truly invested and you know putting their best foot forward, sort of thing. So, uh, I get that. I guess I get those two things. That makes sense. And those things, I, I get the money. I get the money paywall. Makes sense. I get that you learn from each other, you share information, and you help each other grow. That also makes sense. Here's what doesn't make sense. This is what I'm here for. To me, that sounds like business friends. <laughs> Why are you paying to hang out with business friends? That's weird. Okay? Like, look, and I get everybody comes from different backgrounds. I'm not trying to bash people who aren't well-connected. I'm not even saying that I'm well-connected. That's not where I'm going with this. But this idea that you have to go out and pay to access this sort of community and network and valuable information is it's it just goes to show how weird in the mind some of these business bros are in it and i'm saying bros because i've never yet met a woman who you know a businesswoman who was bragging to me about their mastermind has happened once yeah that's <laughs> it has never, I've never met a woman who said like, oh yeah, no, I took this away from my mastermind and I really learned a lie and you should totally be in one and that's awesome. How's it happened? I've never even heard a woman say mastermind, I don't think. Yeah, I, I unless they were trying to incorrectly quote Megamind. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, I, I've just been seeing like so much of this late and I think it's, it's become more prominent. I mean, it's the rise of the agencies and the fall of crypto. Like, it's like everyone has to join these business connection groups and pay so much money because they think it's going to make them more money. But really what's going to make them more money is they just one can like not be lazy. Cause I feel like part of the whole mastermind or group or the mastermind uh, idea is to basically be told what to do by people who are more successful than you. Uh, and then you just follow what they do. The, the problem with that though, that I see is that, um, everybody in that group is in the exact same boat. So you're, if you're in a mastermind group at a certain pay level, you're just 
you're you're paying to be around people who have the same problems as you. And there's only really one person at the top who claims to have the answers. And now you can make an argument that everybody is having different issues in their business, but everybody's also in different, typically everybody's in different niches in those masterminds too. So their problems might not even be applicable to yours. And the actual like people that you meet from that, that you can take application is uh, probably like few, far, few and far between. Is that the phrase? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I, was, I just, I, he, he was, here's my biggest issue with masterminds. One, uh, I, I, I feel like I'm smarter than them. So I'm already not going to join it. So that's just the, that's just the ego in me talking. But also I haven't had a failure to, to justify, you know, maybe I should pay someone for advice. Um, and so that is kind of, that's the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, when you're, um, when you're born with like, when you're, when you're a uh, prodigy. No, 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 that's definitely not what I was going to say. Um, Genius? No, no. If you're not on the right time, on the right chestnut. Like, yeah, no. I was gonna. I can't think of the word, but it's like privilege. Privilege. How can okay. that's the privilege I've had? Is Cody and I have started this agency, and we haven't had like um like failures where we were like, oh, we need to seek outside counsel. Um, we've had failures for sure, but we've we've adjusted and pivoted internally. Um, yeah. well, but that's not to say we haven't benefited from outside people helping us though so here my whole beef with this isn't the fact that it's happening my my beef is that there's money involved in yeah that's the weird part that because it it just i'm going to read exactly what i said to you in a message because it pretty much sums out how i feel but i said honest honestly to me it sounds like a bunch of dudes that don't have any friends so they have to pay for them. And that's just sad. Like, <laughs> but you're going to piss off a lot of people with that. <laughs> I mean it though. Cause you, if you can't just build those relationships naturally, you, how do you network? That's weird. You're effectively paying for a net. You're paying to network because you can't do it the normal way. Yeah. I think so. Sorry. My point, we, we have gotten help. And when I say we, I, I, specifically uh will ask what i i consider them mentors i don't know if they would consider me a mentee but uh so i've said before i was at two agencies one of them was with jake before this and then you know we wanted we we went off to do this on our own and so this is kind of my third time around in some ways seeing the whole process and of course i wasn't involved in everything the other times because I was, you know, a grunt in some ways. So there were things that I didn't see. But when I left, I don't have those those bad stories of I hated my boss. I hated, you know, the the owner of the agency that I was working for. So I wanted to go spite them. They're great. They're great guys. And when I run into these things where I'm stuck, I bug them. I message them and say, hey, this is where we're at. I don't know if this is a big deal. I don't know what the best way to move forward is. Uh, what have you been here? And to me, that's a that's a mentorship. Mm-hmm. And I get that not everybody who's starting the agency also came from that position. Maybe they weren't agency before, and they're doing this entirely from scratch. 
they don't have market experience, they don't have uh, those connections. But I think then what you do is not go pay for a mastermind to get friends. You you go down to if you have okay. Here's the thing: if you see some of these people as competitors instead of potential alliances, I think you're thinking about it wrong in some ways, especially locally. So if there's a local group of businesses that uh, maybe another agency, but uh, they do things a little differently, so you don't have complete overlap, I wouldn't try to make, I wouldn't try to piss them off. I would try and become friends with them because maybe they're doing better. Maybe you could work, um, help each other co- overcome the problems that you dealt with yourself or they dealt with and they can help you through. I just think, what you do is you go meet those people. You reach out to them. You humble yourself and you go do those things and you, you do it with good intentions, not like to, you know, piss people off and, and make enemies. Is that, is that so weird to think to these people? Yeah. I, these people. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the audience. Just ripping on the listening, assuming that that's who they, that's not what I mean. I'm, I'm ripping on, uh, the just this concept of paying for the access to this sort of stuff because you, I do, I believe that you should just be able to naturally um, develop these sorts of relationships, and if you do it with humility and coming from a good place, uh, then they'll they'll help you. I remember when I was doing affiliate stuff early on too. Of course, everybody says online, don't share your affiliate niches. Don't share that sort of information. I remember asking uh, Dave, yeah, uh, and he just told me, like, look, if, if you actually talk to these people in person and you show that you're not weird and you're not here to screw them over, most people are nice and most people are actually going to help you. They're not going to steal your niche. They're not going to go help. <laughs> the the concept you down. The concept of stealing your niche to me is blown my mind because I'm just like, okay, try it. <laughs> like 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 you're you're going i don't know it is one uh we have a kind of a competitor who who uh always talks about abundance and like it's one of the things like i agree with him on because there is there and i think it might it's probably like a gary v thing but like there there is abundance for everyone even if you're in a niche like you can't if you're in a niche with a healthy market cap you can't take on all of that uh your agency will never and, and neither will theirs. So, uh, I like the market cap for the landscaping industry in the U S is 175 billion or something like that. Like it's insane. And there is no way that one agency is going to be able to capitalize on all of that, let alone 10 of them. So, uh, the, the fact that somebody could come in and, and assume that your, your clients, or your niche could be stolen one, um, not going to happen Two that just means that you're uh um you're not secure enough in your own value prop to to retain your 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 own clients uh but i'm also getting distracted here uh i'm like i'm like going off the path no but for uh the masterminds what i wanted to say about them is that like i feel every time i've seen like a piece of free information being being shared or um, like I get advertised one a lot and every time I see like the free information being shared on it, 
it's always something that like we already know or like we we like yeah like obviously and a lot of the information might not come to people naturally but based on mine and cody's experience in our history it does it doesn't come naturally to us but we already have the experience of it and so for us like, like the example was um it came up there was an ad that i got started on facebook and it was um like the free piece of information for it was make sure the services that you're offering are actually impactful and not just like a like a task or a checklist item like uh you know if you offer social media services make sure that it like the checklist item for that would just be we post organically on your page every day or you know three times a week or something like that but there's no kpis to establish on how that's an effective service for the client what does that do for them and if it doesn't actually promote like for us if it doesn't actually get clients leads then it's not a service we're going to offer therefore we're not going to perform that item as a checklist and sell that checklist where we're going to actually provide services that provide leads and anyways this that was like the whole premise of like the free thing and i was like if this is a taste of the information that i'm going to get by spending two thousand dollars a month i'm out because it's information that like i already know and you can get it for free just by one networking with people the organic way or two uh listening to this podcast yeah i've said before basically the sum of my dealings for this is paying for a network and paying for a mentor to me is weird that's a weird thing and that's it <laughs> that's that's that, that's also up and i i just think that so like you said about uh addressing certain problems and, and having that sort of information kind of be a lead bag of sorts i think the other thing is that everybody's problems are unique and that's why mentorship works well i think because you get to have that unique touch to addressing the issues in your business as opposed to kind of just assuming that this is a critical problem for everybody in this niche or everybody in this business and that everybody's going to run into it because they're not some people are just not going to have those problems and i like the idea of like like when we first started this you asked if we if if we were going to be a boutique agency or if we wanted to make money <laughs> and basically the idea was like productizing services being a boutique agency and we covered this in one of like the first five episodes uh but a boutique agency that does like very custom work almost like a high ticket consultant is not scalable really in any sense you can you can make it bigger but it's not scalable like a productized service businesses where you can just write some processes and then have someone handle it off or hand it up so if you're if you're if you're more of the boutique agency approach you're not gonna have the uh the same problems that these productized agencies are gonna have in these mastermind groups and 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 the solutions to their problems are not going to be the solutions to your problems you can't just document your services like because you're boutique like you have to hire a players uh who can who can execute some of this so you know some at on some point it like for for myself and cody the way that we scale is document our processes and then hire newbies and then just exp- expand uh, the way that someone with uh, a more boutique service offers or a consultative service, uh, you've got to raise your prices. You've got to get clients and then raise your prices to a point where now you can hire someone else. 
that is just as uh, strategic and focused as you and then uh, have them do it. And you can, you can write some outlines and some playbooks, but it's nowhere near the, the process scalability that a productized service is going to have. Yeah. And for the right people, that's okay. Right. I mean, that you should know <laughs> right. if whether or not they're into it for him. But I feel like an, I just complained that I didn't give people the great alternatives. Or, <laughs> I was going to say, other than stop being weird and stop paying for your friends. Um, I, so what I mean to say is, uh, I've said it before, 1,000 Cups is one that I, I gave out. I've been to a few of their things. Um, to be honest, I didn't go because it was 1,000 Cups. I went because somebody wanted me to go and told me I should go. And I didn't know that that's what it was. But it, uh, they usually have free donuts. What is 1,000 Cups? You've, you've explained this to me before, but I, I've never heard of 1,000 Cups. I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to... So I give a very good answer. Uh, but, of course, there's a meetup, too, that will do similar things to this. Meetup can be a good one to find the local... What is ups? Let's meet up. Meetup.com. Uh, they do meetups in your local community. So, uh, yeah, you can go check that out, kind of find what might be a good fit. Maybe there's a marketer, local marketer group, local small business owner group, something like that. You can meet people there. Um, but yeah, so there's Tinder. There's, uh, <laughs> oh, I think that even got it wrong. It said 1,000 cups and it's 1 million. Oh, well, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, you don't go to it, in all fairness. Well, okay, so I go to the website that says Educating, Inspiring, and Connecting Entrepreneurs Nationwide Every Wednesday Morning. So, but I, I don't know that it's every Wednesday morning everywhere. I think they might change it depending on the location so that it kind of works with whatever everybody's schedule is for that community. Uh, but yeah, that's, as far as I know, it's free. Um, I it's always been free when I went. I have way too much, um, what's the word? I have way too much like ego or, or I'm too, um, I, I can't think of my words today. I feel like this one also starts with a P, um, but I have too much, uh, stuff. I mean, yeah, I guess we'll use that one. I'm too stubborn to almost like seek advice. I'm like the guy at Walmart who doesn't know where anything's at, but like we refuse to ask for help. Like, I, I'm, I also realize that that's a flaw of mine and like, I won't, like, I'm going to figure this out on my own, but I also think that's what also makes Cody and, and myself very successful is that, uh, if there's a problem, we will figure it out and we're not going to pay someone for advice. Uh, we will use our own network and figure it out or we'll just <laughs> buckle up and, and, and well, yeah, and just like learn hardcore, like, um, I'm overpaying for developers to do like simple, uh, like CSS and JavaScript stuff. Like I started teaching myself CSS and we built a custom website recently and there's a ton of CSS on it that I did from hand, uh, just because I learned it over the course of like three months and it isn't fun. But I also think like because Cody and I are willing to do that for literally everything, whether it's, it's actual coding or whether it's for um like figuring out how to do certain tax things or like you just you just dove into figuring out which credit card is the best for ad spend because yeah google ads doesn't want to give us uh permissions to, or not permissions but they don't want to give us the privilege of being invoiced for our ad spend 
And and the reasoning, like you just you spend ten thousand bucks a month in ad spend, which we no, do. It's, it's not for invoice billing. Well, no, you you do. You have to hit the ten k month. But the problem for us is that we need to have one child account spending more than five k a month. Which we don't. The problem is we have lots of accounts that are you know up to even. 4K. Yeah, but not so I just, I reached out, I tried to reach out to them early and I told them, hey guys, uh, we're seeing some big growth here. It would be very cool to get on invoice billing early. I know we technically don't meet that requirement, but I'm wondering if you could make an exception. So, uh, that didn't work. <laughs> but so I, I just told them, do you want us to spend? Do you want us to get to a point where we're spending, uh, you know, 100K a month on cards and not being invoiced? Because that's that's a situation that could very realistically happen for a business if we're not able to do that sort of thing. So I think that's important for a lot of people to know, um, especially if they're focusing on Google Ads. But this doesn't even have to be just Google Ads. Yeah, and if you're paying for the ad spend, because this is a big topic too that we can cover at a different time. But like a lot of people will have the client's card on file for their own ad account and build the ad account for them, which we don't do. We own the ad account because that's how we're successful with data, which is another thing we should talk about because some people are telling me or saying to other people that it's like, uh, it's a red flag if like they, if the agency owns the ad account. So remember with that one guy reached out to our, our technically competitor was trying to take a, a client of ours and so that it was a red flag that we own the ad account, which is it is not because they have access to the ad account and they can literally copy everything they want. We just want to retain ownership after the after it ends, so we can reference it. Uh, and and we're like totally upfront about with our clients about that. Um, but uh, I've always been a very strong proponent of owning the ad account and also uh, having your own billing on it and not the clients for control purposes. Yeah, I mean, if people want us to talk about that and kind of our approach to it, let us know. Um, it's it is it can be pretty monstrous, so uh, I'll probably not go down that rabbit hole. But I do want to kind of at least wrap up telling people where they can not buy friends. Um, <laughs> so again, meet up uh, one million, one million, one million. Cuts. Auto is a thousand. It's a million. Uh, and then just look locally. What What is your local business community like? Do you have a chamber of commerce? Well, I think you have to pay for the chamber of commerce. Yeah, but it's like a hundred bucks a year. Like it's not okay. Or it depends on where you're at. I mean, but you usually get some sort of benefit. By well, yeah, you get, well, you get a backlink to your site. This is cool. <laughs> like locally, I guess if you're in the local niche. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there are other perks depending on which chamber of commerce you're in. But it's also your local community. Like you're, it's not just like some some dude in like Vegas or something that's just like, you know, cash and checks on, uh, you know, memberships for people he's never met. The last one I wrote down, I don't know zero about it. I just know that, uh, Mark has said it before. So I'm going to say it's the young president's association. I don't, I honestly, I don't even know if it's free, but mm-hmm. I know that, uh, he's said that he's gotten value from it. I don't know. Let's Google it. Let's Google it at the same time because maybe I'm, I said something and maybe it's actually terrible. Um, <laughs> and I should probably do my uh, oh YPO, Young Presidents Organization. Hmm. 
Uh, yeah. Okay, this isn't something that you just casually read from a podcast. Where they can check out their website. Um, uh, basically, somebody I would consider a mentor endorses it. So uh, I would assume good things. Yeah. Uh, but just don't, don't, don't pay for your friends. Don't pay for. I mean, people people reach out to me for free, and you, like you can reach out to us for free, and like yeah, granted we're just personalities over a podcast, and and not like actually your friend, but we're willing to give you free advice if you reach out um, via email or through the you know through the actual website. Um, but we are we are humans, right? Like we that's something that I think when they get into this guru thing is they start lifting these people up into to making them something that they're not and it's very strange i just find it very weird and uncomfortable because yeah if if you message us jake responds a lot yeah I, i'll be honest i ignore people but i ignore when they're weird <laughs> but so why haven't why don't you respond then I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Cody does respond. So you've been really busy lately. Um, I know we had one guy reach out to us on LinkedIn. Uh, what was his name? Let's let's give him a shout out. Uh, well, yeah, it was uh, TJ. Uh, TJ reached out to us on LinkedIn, and like I like I I basically was the only person in that conversation. <laughs> but I saw the ellipses come up at one time. You started typing, and it was at the very end, and then you just did it. <laughs> so I. I started writing and then I looked at everything Jake said and then I just thought, yep, let's do it. That's, <laughs> that's what I meant. That's what I would have said. So I have nothing to add to you. I guess it would have been nice if I just said that, but that's generally how I feel is why not need them like, well, so sailing. But like, carry on. But there's another thing like uh, this, this girl Pat reached out to us via email uh, regarding some, some questions that she had for, for her uh, unique situation. And um, the most recent one, I didn't want to answer because uh, that was more like Cody's wheelhouse. Just let him deal with that. So I was like, "Hey, can you respond to Pat?" Because I had been, uh, we we both kind of been, and then he did, and then so like it's a little bit of give and take. Like I'll respond to probably ninety percent of them, and the other ten percent, and maybe it's more Cody's wheelhouse or I'm busy or something. And uh, I just don't like things like sitting and lingering in my inbox forever. But eventually, we do get to them, especially right now on the podcast where we have. 2000 listeners a month um but in, once we like if we get higher eventually like your questions aren't gonna be probably as readily answered <laughs> uh as more people start inquiring but you know right now you know utilize your resources and your resource is us and this podcast uh you don't have to be paying for for everything now if you're listening to this five years in the future uh who knows yeah right now is maybe we you know, we get hot yeah hashed out yeah, I've got two point five in Vanguard, and I'm living my best life, scraping eighty k off of that, off the top of that, <laughs> of my year. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that's pretty much all we had to say. This is just going to be like a forty minute bitch fest on on the <laughs> on the mastermind stuff that I've been seeing, and I'm just kind of tired of it. But um, you know, at the end of the day, also, you know, what the hell do I know? I'm not part of one. Yeah, yeah. Look, if if somebody wants to come at me. Because they're in theirs and they love it. Great. I'm so happy for you. I really am. I, I don't. I have malice for very, very few people. Like I just 
I, for the most part, am everybody's biggest fan. I want everybody to crush it and everybody to win. So, uh, I, my hot takes on this are like with your best interest in mind, I guess is how I can sum it up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, we don't have no idea how the audio is going to turn out for this one since this is a, a new person. I or, so I ordered my Zoom, my, my Zoom, uh, pod track four. With the microphones and the headsets, and it's supposed to come in today. No, I realized that. I'm like, ah, this time, uh, I know it's just, I like it. I don't know if it's in yet, so we'll we'll see. <laughs> All right, everyone, thanks for listening. See you.